Hour number two, Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Max Herz behind the glass on this Friday morning. Hope everybody's having a good start to hopefully what is the end of your week. Alan Bell, we always enjoy our chats and sit-downs with him. CBS Sports Line, I would say by the fireplace, but it's been 100 degrees every day, so we really don't ever light up a fire. You know, or light up the fireplace, but that would be a nice fire chat. You'd be a good, you know, hour by the fireplace. Maybe yeah. we'll get cold weather to do uh, you that. Know, one day, one, you know, one day, maybe one day it'll happen. Well, you know what? I think you just said it right there. Maybe we'll get one day, right? <laughs> like literally one day out of the year. It's going to. By be the cold. way, we went out to Denver yesterday to get a little Broncos preview. Yeah, it was snowing. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Like it went from in twenty four hours, it went from eighty three degrees to twenty. Now, it's not supposed to be... And it's going to be, be back to 70. I was just say, he said, I think Brandon said, uh, Cristal, who's their re- Broncos reporter, in the 60s. Yeah. But he said this time last year, like going into this weekend's game, that was the coldest game of the year last year in Denver. Wow. Not November, not December. Middle of October was their coldest game of the year. That's strange. I wonder what, like, you know, early October, like why, why, is, it, why is it so cold? Yeah, I don't you know. You know, like why is that the, the cold period? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm certainly not. Hey, you've got to your winter beard questions. going, man. You growing it out? We yeah, got, like a little playoff beard. It's like you're preparing for cold weather. Well, uh, one preparing for cold weather. Uh, two, uh, haven't really been getting my road work in, so uh, you know, looking a little heavy. <laughs> no, okay, uh, just trying to hide that up. But no, man, and I was probably laziness more than anything. <laughs> that was a very honest answer, Alan. <laughs> you know, I, I try to be an honest guy. Uh, did you see Gronk's appearance on television last? I night? did. And what did you think? Um, I think Gronk can be really good if. You know, it was his first time, so he's going to, one, be nervous, two, if he can get away from answering in cliches, you know, and and it's going to take time because he's just been, you know, hammered that in, you know, yeah. playing football forever. Yeah. For the Patriots. Exactly, right? Like, you know. Where you can't say anything. If he, you know, can, when he's honest and brings his honest opinion, I think he can be phenomenal because people are just naturally attracted to him, right? Like, I think he could be really good. Um yeah, I mean, that's it. It's going to take time. I don't know if that's the exact role for him, but I think anything that you throw Gronk into will get eyeballs. We've been we've been at this for a long time, so we've been around enough organizations, and sometimes there are owners that, you know, the staff behind the scenes, whenever the owner it gets a microphone, they, they, like, they're in freak-out mode, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you know, what's the owner going to say? Yeah. Uh, Robert Kraft may have probably had the Patriots people scrambling behind the scenes last night. Uh when he uh, announced to everybody that Gronk has not signed or turned in his retirement papers. Yeah. What that means, no idea. just means that he has not turned in his retirement papers. So do you believe that, uh, you know, to use a hockey reference, you heard us talking hockey, that he pulls a Mike Fisher and in week 12 or something, he just pops up and tells the Patriots, I'm ready to play? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think, yeah, he could. Like, he could, especially if all these bodies keep falling. They, for them. they keep falling, and I think that, I think you could tell with him kind of like sticking around the game, like even doing that with Fox, like you could tell he wants to be around it, right? Like football does mean something to him, and that's what he knows. And I know that he has had a lot of opportunities thrown at him, but that will stop. Like even if you're Rob Gronkowski, like it will come mm-hmm. to an end, right? So I think. Yeah, it could possibly be. The only the only hard part and difficult part about that is the injuries are real and I know that he felt that. 
And he probably feels good today. He feels good but today. But he hasn't been hit in a while. Yeah, and I think that if he has somebody in his corner, you know, a family member, whoever, good friend that's going to say, buddy, like, think about this, man. Like, you remember all those times you called me at 2 in the morning, yeah. you know, when you full body cramps, when you couldn't walk, I had to come over there? Yeah. Like, think about this, man. So, Because he's know. got a future in TV. I, I mean, you, you know it's going to. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Do once you think he gets a personality for that. Yeah, once he gets comfortable and yeah. he opens up, he, he is going to – it'll work. And give him credit for this. Like, he went into that with no coaching. Right. Like, nobody said – you know, it was announced three days before he did it, yeah. right? Like, you see Tony Romo, you know, with Jim Nance. I mean, they were doing games, practicing with each other. And I know that's a completely different role, right? But, you know, they were there was at least – Hey, this is exactly what it is. Let let's go through some preseason games of this. They just threw Gronk on a stage, you know, or like, hey, go, you know, we're just going to ask you questions. So you got to give him credit for that. I mean, he had to be nervous. I'm sure he was. Do you have somebody in your life that you really, really dislike? Me? Maybe like you don't want to wish harm upon <laughs> them, but somebody you really don't like that you would like to punish. You don't have to name names. I'm just asking a yes or no. Um, no. Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, I usually quick to uh, to just move on from. Okay, if it were that bad. Well, but I was going to say I've, got a, where I've got a punishment. For okay, <laughs> like I said, it's not it's not you know anything where that causes harm. Yeah, but I think if you've got somebody in your life yeah. that you would like for them to go through maybe a rough three hours. Yeah, uh, strap them down in a chair. Yeah, throw the remote, take the batteries out of the remote. And they have to watch Redskins Dolphins start to finish. <laughs> I was really interested where you're going with this. They yeah. have to. I mean, they cannot change the channel. They have yeah. to watch the entire. I mean, that, game. that's just sinister. You can't ask somebody. To <laughs> I do know, that. but isn't that great? Like that would be a great. But you punishment. said you yeah. said it wasn't anything bad. But then you're you saying that. that is bad. Well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's almost. But they can't cause. I mean, if you, if you maybe tape their arms to the chair so they can't cause yeah. harm to themselves. The Geneva Convention might have rules against this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. I'll say this: We ran the odds last night at Sportsline. We ran in the odds um, from one of our guys in Las Vegas. So the team that uh, will have the best odds at earning the number one overall draft, uh, or n- number one overall pick in the 2020 NFL Probably draft. Probably changes a lot through this game. The loser of this game is minus 400. All right. So the next closest is the Jets right now at plus 500. Like that's how far wow. ahead. Whoever loses this game is pretty much destined to, to earn that pick. Now they might trade it or do whatever, but to earn that, you know, worst team in the league. This is a pretty big game. So the lo- the loser. The winner is actually a loser. Yes. Technically. Yeah, what te- you're saying. The well, winner is going to be a remember, loser. Remember, there have been instances, and I think of the Buffalo Sabres a few years ago, where their fans were aware of this, right? Yeah. And so they were actually cheering when the other team yeah. scored. Yes. They yeah. did do that. I wonder if there'll be any of that going on. I'm sure the league wouldn't take too kindly they to that wouldn't in, like in week it. six but but it's human nature you know internally, it is absolutely yeah. and especially if you're the redskins and you know what say this well, if you're no, the owner, especially if you're the dolphins well, because the redskins just drafted well they think well here's the thing though if you're the redskins and i agree with you you're you're right but if you're the redskins okay you're dan snyder you're bruce allen everything about you in the public pr wise is horrific and everyone knows it but it's going to be hard for you to compete against any other team when you're trying to get a head coach. However, if you've got the number one overall pick and you say, you know what, I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do with it. If you want to, if you want to keep that pick and draft another quarterback, whatever, man. Mm. Like we've got to have you here. Or if you want to bundle it, trade it, do whatever. Like that's a leverage point that they could use. Now, is Dan Snyder smart enough to do that? Probably, Probably not. not. But no. 
it's something. You know, it's it's a bargaining chip that they really don't have many, you know, in front of them playing poker. Well, I, to me, it's like the real losers. Miami's at home. I mean, yeah. their fans should absolutely be rooting for the Redskins because they have no future at that position. No. I mean, they have Josh Rosen and Fitzmagic or the cra- Pick the- Patrick or whatever you want to <laughs> call him week to week. The crazy thing, like with all their picks that they have right now of like the Steelers trade and all that, they have five first-round picks in the next two years. The, the they could not only draft Tua, you know, out of Alabama. You could get Tua, Jerry Judy. Uh, well, the Browns just did yeah, that, right? I yeah. mean, they just get everyone Baker and Chubb. Yeah, just get all the guys that he's already comfortable with, you know, and say, hey, or Rugs, you know, the other wide receiver, and say, hey, you, we want you to be as comfortable as possible coming in here. You tell us what you want to do. Like, you're going to be number one overall. Do you want Judy? We'll go get you, Jerry Judy. We have the picks to do it. Well, uh, think about what football teams tend to not do, yeah. right? And that is completely be open about, we're tanking. You know, we, we want to build assets. We're going to be bad for the next couple of years. We're willing to be bad. It's rare that teams get into that position. Look at the Astros, though. Right? Like, the Astros yeah. are about to go up against the Yankees. The Astros have all their ducks in a row now. They did it. It took, it well, took a while. They tanked, and then they stole information, too. So there well, was a couple things. I, you know, <laughs> I, the, I don't know. I forgot too about soon? that. Well, too soon to they did. stealing stuff well, from the Cardinals? No? Look at the, uh, the, the 76ers, Philadelphia. Like, the, you know, the whole trust the process. Now, wait a minute. No, they the made Cardinals a stole from the Astros. Isn't that right? Yeah, the Cardinals was. The yeah, Cardinals, yeah. Cardinals stole from the Astros. From so the Astros. don't be getting on the Astros. There's an Astro <laughs> fan out there sitting there going, wait a minute, Darren. Oh, you're right. Yeah. All right. It's yeah, the other way around. Okay. So our Astros were innocent. So you bring up an, an interesting What's in that point. Water? Yeah. <laughs> so you bring up an interesting point because, and you, you know it better than anybody, former athlete, very high level, right? It, tanking goes against every single thing that you've ever been taught, right. thought, part of the game all of us love about it it goes completely counterintuitive to it however as a business and as a fan if there's a natural path that it's showing that if you have intelligent people it works it can yeah like it's not, not it, always but not always it, but it can yeah, it can it, it it just leaves you in such a weird spot because you're like how am i rooting for my team to lose but you're keeping your eye on the future it I don't know. I, I don't know how I'd feel if I were a fan of the Dolphins. I guess I'd really have to trust, you know, who's in charge, who's doing it. If it's like somebody like Belichick, Nick Saban, or somebody, you know, saying, hey, uh, Tim Corbin, yeah. you know, saying, look, hey, just trust they're me They're not here. much better than the Reds. Because the Browns, <laughs> just the Browns as, sort of dysfunctional, right? The Dolphins yeah. are a horrible organization, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, I mean, they don't look like they have any direction at all. Yeah. But they're, I mean, that's just two bad organizations. Now, let's talk about a real game. All right. Okay. Now I know we're going to get into a bunch of the Titans, Broncos, Steelers, Chargers. Okay. No. Um. No. No. <laughs> Steelers are down to their like what quarterback now? Third, fourth. Bet they wish they didn't trade Josh Dobbs right about now. I don't know. So you tell me. Oh, real quick. Is 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 Dobbs? Is there a difference in? Probably not. Who's starting in Dobbs? I don't know. No, I think they're just trying to get Maybe. through. Yeah. Just get just get to the end of the year. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Chiefs, Texans. Yeah. I mean, two quarterbacks, two young. Very talented quarterbacks. I think this. I know the Texans are not going to score fifty three again, but this could be a really fun game. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. And I can't remember who it was, and I was kicking myself. I was thinking about this on the way over here. Somebody said it best about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson would be so much more super popular in American just culture if Patrick Mahomes didn't exist. 
because everything Deshaun Watson does is pretty incredible. However, we get it all in Patrick Mahomes, yeah. right? Like he can play, he can run, he can throw. Like Deshaun Watson can do a lot of that. He is an amazing quarterback, but you just don't really have space for two of those guys, right? So I think it's going to be a great game. I, I haven't seen the line this morning. I think it was like five. Yeah, it's it started out at what eight and a half. Like this thing's dropped a little bit, and I don't know if that has to do with Patrick Mahomes at his ankle or not, but. There's been some movement here. Well, they may get yeah, Tyreek Hill. It's at back. four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, is Tyreek Hill maybe going to come back for this? Yeah, but I mean that would that would shoot it the other way. The other way, right? Yeah, right, right. Like there's there's something that 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 odds you know not only odds makers but people with the money see about this game. Um, but I think it's going to be good. I mean, you're looking at two teams that if the playoffs started right now, I think the Chiefs would be number two, you know, in the yep. AFC, and I think the Texans would be number three. So. I mean, you know, it's week six. That doesn't really matter, but you're looking at two of the better teams in the AFC. Interesting. All right, more with Alan Bell on the other side. CBS Sports Line. He's got the shirt to prove it. It's radio, but I'm telling you, he's wearing it. We'll come back. We'll continue talking more football with him. ESPN 102.5 The Game. You just made the list coming up at high noon. Thomas Rhett tickets, Bridgestone Arena. That's Uh, that's my fault. I'm going to take ownership of that. Incubus will be on the line. I know what the copy says. I'll explain during the break. Oh, okay. Hey, listen to this. We were talking about food. Changing the play at the line of scrimmage. (laughs) I was going to say, that's a very different concert. <laughs> Thomas Rhett, you got you got to have a wide range of uh, you know musical tastes. Yeah, to make the switch there. I I couldn't <laughs> I could not get the script from you fast enough <laughs> before you did it. So that's on me. All right. How about a pregame show? I know that's going to happen on Sunday. <laughs> Actually, no. <I'm> <laughs> Five hours of coverage leading up to Titans and Broncos out in Denver. It all starts at ten o'clock right here on one hundred two five. The game ten to one. And then the live show, 2nd Avenue, George Jones, downtown. Jared Stillman, Floyd Reese, Chris Sanders, Forever Titan. They will anchor the coverage leading up to kickoff from 1 until 3 o'clock. Of course, our NFL pregame show brought to you by Wholesale Link, powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, Middle Tennessee Kubota Dealers, and Boom Boz Craft Pizza and Tap House. I get hungry just reading that part. Willie, the floor is yours. So, Alan, your assessment of the Broncos roster, I think we've come to to realize, unless you – and we get fooled every year, which is funny. It's like yeah. you, you think you start figuring out who's good, who's not good, but in the NFL every year there's these goofy scores where you're like, wait, wait the Colts went out to Kansas City and won yeah. in Arrowhead Stadium? But uh, the Broncos yeah. appear to have some issues here. Yeah. But the Titans have got to find a way to take advantage. They do. Um, I'll say this, uh, what you're talking about. The Broncos are a better team than people think. And I was, I was looking at kind of a tale of the tape uh, yesterday, actually. So if you look at yards per game offensively, Titans are 307, Broncos are 349. All right, you look at points per game, Titans 19, Broncos 18. Time of possession, 30 minutes Titans, Broncos 29 minutes. Defense, yards per game, Titans give up 332 yards. Broncos 328. So what I'm saying by all that is this. I've watched every Broncos game they've had this year. If you want to understand and forget the Chargers game where they won last week, uh, take the, what, four losses that they've had. The Broncos are what the Titans were against the Bills to where you get down with about the 30, you know, looking to score, and 
kind of just all hell breaks loose, right? Like that's that's really what the Broncos have been. Joe Flacco will throw an interception. Uh, they'll fump, they'll have a receiver, or running back, fumble a ball. They'll uh, you know clank a field goal off. Like that's just what it's been for four straight games. So it, it it's it's going to be an interesting game because you have two teams that are honestly pretty similar. The crazy thing is that if you look at the stats, the Titans are much better on the road than they are at home. It's almost double the amount of yards, uh, points that they put up is much more. Um, so we'll see. You know That, that really is uh, an interesting way of putting it, though, is what you do sometimes when you get around the 30. We, we, we focus on the red zone, right? Everybody's got the red zone numbers. But yeah. there's a lot of drives that I can think of just off the top of my head with the Titans where they get to about the 35 or the 30, and then they make that mistake. Or, you know, they got the third and five, they get a sack. Or it, it hasn't been turnovers, right? But they just have not been able to cash in yeah. when they have put themselves in position to get points. Yeah, yeah, or I, they've, obviously they've missed some field goals. No, you're right. And I think you'll see a lot of teams. And I'll tell you what, I think it starts on first down because you get, you, get, uh, you know, it could be, you know, offensive coordinators, could be a quarterback checking something at the line. But I think that they get out of what they did for 40 yards to get down the field and then – you get away from that on first down, and now you're sitting at, you know, where this entire drive you've had second and four, second and five. Now it's second and ten. So that throws off your second down play. So where you were running having success, now you're throwing the ball. Now you sit in third and nine, right? Like, I think you see a lot of teams do that. They just get away, you know, and I get it. You know, your space is running out, you know, so to say. Uh, But... I think this is I think this is really an important game for Arthur Smith. I think that after everything that Marcus went through last week of trying to score, trying to score penalties, guys dropping balls, like everything that they went through, I think that this game is more on Arthur Smith than almost anyone else. We've also seen a lot of times, and I wonder what this does. We've talked a lot about the, you know the percentages, you know when to go for it, when not. But yeah. they've had a few drives where it seems like they. Instead of kicking something like a 33 or 34 yard field goal, it becomes a 48 or a 50 yard field goal, and yeah. you know obviously it's harder to make those. But that that's happened a few times, and sometimes I think in the NFL the mentality is, hey, the kickers are good enough. If we take a sack, you know, risking trying to make a big play, that's worth the risk. Yeah. Where in college you'd be like, oh man, I don't want my kicker kicking. I don't really trust him past yeah. a certain distance. But in the NFL, you should trust your kicker to make the 40 something yard field goal because they're so good. But that's been you only you only really think about that when you don't have the kicker that's nailing it. Right? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I mean, look at last night, the game we watched with the, with the Patriots. Like Bill Belichick, absolutely did not trust uh, Mike Nugent at yeah. all. And, I mean, you know, that first or what is it, second drive? I guess you know, like he did not trust him at all, and they were going for it. And I think Vrabel, man, I mean, I'm really interested in what happens with Cody Parkey this week, and when does he bring him in? When is his first? opportunity you know and like if you're Mike Vrabel okay say you're Mike Vrabel right now and just in your head you're going to Denver it's on the road uh you know the air's you know a little higher up right so you've got to have something in your head to where you're saying you know what his first like say Titans go down they get to the 30 so you've got a (laughs) what a 47 yard field goal like what is the line that you're going to put Cody Parkey out there or not like, I'm really interested because you've got to have something in your head. Because in that stadium, yeah. you feel like a guy can hit it from 60. Yeah. Right? Because you might get an extra five, six yeah. yards, right? Well, the answer is what we all think he's going to do. He'll he do does the opposite. opposite. Yeah, he does. 
<laughs> he really does. I know. It's it's wild. Like, I can't figure him out. Like, I could figure out Belichick. Like, last night, I was like, there's no way he's going to bring in Nugent. No way. And then they went for it, didn't get it at all. And then once Nugent, you know, clanked it off the side, I was like, buddy, you might as well head to the, to the airport. You're done here. But yeah, I, I can't figure very, yeah, I can't figure variable out. But yeah, I mean, you've got to have something in your head to where you know if it's in the fourth quarter and he's had three extra points and say a twenty-eight yard field goal, you trust him because you got a little yeah. confidence. But the first one, where is the line on that first one? That's you, an interesting thought. You yeah. can't figure variable out, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that he gives so much out there, you know. But well, it, no, but it's there's not a even lot. That. But there's yeah. a lot. Uh, you know, you you want to put your players in position. You'd love to get this ki- this guy off to a good start. After all he's been through, yep. you'd love to have him have a 35-yard or middle of the field, just nail it. But you're right. That's a great example. You bog down at the 30. An NFL kicker's got to be able to hit a 47-yarder. That's just that's life in the NFL. But be a tricky yeah. first one, right? Yeah, right? But, because then if he misses that one, you're done. Like, there's no way that well, you're going to you, trust you, him. Yeah, and you would hope he's not, but yeah. you wonder. You wonder if it could snowball the mental – yeah, strange. And I'm thinking more about about, about Vrabel. So if say, no, <laughs> yeah. say say if he goes, say Parky goes out 42 yarder and misses. Okay, his first attempt, right? 42 yarder misses. Well, you're coming off of a game where you had a you know a guy miss four you know total between extra points and, and whatever, and it probably cost you the game. And if you run this guy out here and you do it again and lose again, like. The, you're going to catch heat for it. So uh, I'm just fascinated by where his mindset is right now because you know someone on that staff is thinking about it, and someone has brought this point up as saying, hey, man, we we got to figure this thing out. We don't need to be making a decision on fourth down. Like, let's have an idea right now. I, I hope somebody's brought it up because I think that's part of the problem. He hasn't had anyone yeah. you know, say, hey, coach, you know, either analytics and, and the numbers say we need to do here or – uh, I don't know, and I, I don't think he's got anybody that he can discuss those types of situations with. That's something that we brought up this week of does he need some sort of advisor, whether it's a former head coach or, yeah. or whatever, that has been in, in some of these situations because that's where his lack of experience really shows. Yeah, you know what, and I 100% agree with you on that, and let's think about this real quick. So take the staff. Who would be that get Dean Pease? You know, would he be kind of the elder statesman per se? Yeah, he's the elder statesman, but he's never is, been is a head it coach. more the elder yeah. statesman or is it just somebody who whoever it is has you know, has been challenged to go study the numbers. This is your job. Yeah. Right? Uh, who, whoever quality control person, whoever that could be, just yeah. could be it may not necessarily be a veteran, but somebody just present, hey, we got a fifty fifty shot right here going forward, fourth and sixth. You know, that yeah, here, no, are the, no. here are the plays we've been running that have been working. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it. It's yeah. just a lot of it, a lot of it is math. A lot of it is tendencies. What the strengths of the team, weaknesses of the team. There's a lot that goes into that. A ton. And you, what you ideally want to have is somebody who knows those numbers and knows how to pull the correct ones, but also has the feel of the game too. Because you know the chart will say one thing, but if you if you know, you know, like there's no way our offense is getting back down here. This is our last shot. We've got to go for seven. Like, you've got to have that feel, too. But what the reason why I asked, you know, about Dean Pease is that you look at the staff. So, offensively, everyone's learning. Like, Arthur Smith is in a, a, a very much a learning role this year. Uh, Mike Vrabel is still in a learning role in terms of being a head coach. Like, it's only his second year. So, you've got a lot of people that are learning over there instead of it being, you know— an Eagle staff or a Patriot staff to where, you know, Doug Peterson saying, dude, I got this, like yeah. not even a question. So 
you hate to put so much on the players to where they're looking up, you know, for help. And, the you know, the coaches are kind of learning through this, too. I'd love to know how much he has talked to somebody like a Bill Cower that he played for in Pittsburgh and, you know, has been out for a while and is doing TV. But yeah. a former head coach has been in these tough situations, won a Super Bowl. You know, has he reached out? You know, I don't know if Belichick is really a, a good example because I don't think Belichick would help anybody. <laughs> I think he does <laughs> yeah. his own thing. But, you know, a lot of the coaches he's he's coached under are still – still in the game but i'm just curious if he's reached out for any type of help it's a great question i would love to know and you know we'll never know it till you know probably till he's gone you know right career's over but that part would fascinate me a ton all right more with alan bell on the other side still lots more to get into cbs sports line here on darren donnick and chase on this friday morning espn 1025 the game cbs sports lines alan jackson here with us no, Alan Bell. That's Alan oh, Jackson played. Oh. See, I know my country music, okay, Darren. Look at you, because I've been watch. I watched, and you're not a believer, but I got a little. I got a little library going. Okay, nice. Well, and we learned so much about Alan Jackson during Brent Peterson's dinner from Dusty Slay. <laughs> from Have Dusty you noticed Slay. that that he has a theme in the locker room now? That Dusty Slay is a part, kind of a part of um, things. Yeah. Yep. I've no- I've noticed that. Yeah. You've noticed that. I have. Okay. They're going with it. Alan Bell is with us, CBS Sports Live. We're talking NFL with him. So, Alan, you've got the 49ers, and they're doing really well. They had the Monday night football game where they just dismantle the Browns. The crowd was great. You know, you think about how hungry that fan base has got to be. Yeah. Are they for real? Yes, they are. And I'll tell you why, because what they're doing, if you haven't watched a lot of 49ers games and you say that, you say they're the only undefeated team in the NFC you're going to say, Jimmy Garoppolo must be having a great season. It's not him. It's not him. Like, he's a part of it, but, I mean, this is a full, complete team. They run the ball, and not only do they run the ball, uh, they run the ball hard. Matt Breida runs the ball hard. And and think about it. They've already lost their starting running back. Like, they're already into backups. They've got George Kittle. Well, they got Coleman back. Yeah. Yeah, Monday night. They got him back. Yeah. He's been out all year. Yeah, McKinnon. McKinnon. But he is. He's never played a game for I was going to say, has he ever played a game? I know. I don't think he's played a game Yeah, can you be a number one? I know. But, no, you look at Kittle, uh, one of the best tight ends of the league. You look at that defense. You look at what they've spent in their draft the last, say, four to five years. It's offensive line, defensive line, offensive line, defensive line. So I say all that to say this. They are a physical team that plays hard. And the the biggest factor for them is that they have a head coach who not only do the players believe in, in Kyle Shanahan, but he is aggressive. He loves, uh, you know, when games are tight, he does not get nervous. You watch that Steelers game, they had five turnovers, three of them in their own red zone, right? And the game was on the line at the end of the, at the, end of the game, and he looked like he couldn't have been, you know, in a library, just standing there, hanging out, you know, talking to somebody, get ready to leave. Like, nothing bothers this guy. Like, he's cool, he's calm. Um, this team is for real. Now, They've got a tough one against the Rams because I think the Rams are in a little bit of a bounce-back mode. They've lost two in a row. Yep. I think the Rams are a little bit of a bounce-back mode, and you see that line. It's probably sitting at three. It's probably going to go to two and a half, depending on what Todd Gurley does, uh, you know, in terms of playing He's with injury. questionable right now. Yeah. Um, but, man, no, long story short, the 49ers are legit. This is a legit football team. And the team. Rams' defense has been very shaky. Yeah, I know. So good last year, and, man, yeah. gave I mean, up 55. Yeah. 
to to the Bucks. Yeah, gave up thirty to Seattle on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, what have the Rams scored offensively the last two games? Like what ninety something points, and they've lost it's both of them. Yeah, yeah. Like th- like think about that ninety something points. Like most teams in the NFL would love to have that over a four game <laughs> stretch. You know, yeah. I got one for you guys. I want all of you to weigh in. You've got the Bengals at zero and five. They're going nowhere, right? So this is a ripe situation. If there's ever a time that you would look to trade a guy like A.J. Green, this is the time to do it. My question is, what do you think you could get for A.J. Green? He's 31. He's a terrific wide receiver. He's probably still got something in the tank. He's been hurt a lot. Hurt a lot. Hurt this year. Hurt a lot. Nine games last last year. year. The year before, played 16 games and was productive. The year before, he only played 10 games. So so three of the last four years, he's had issues, right? But. Could you get what but could you get for him? But haven't they already said they're not trading him? Well, uh, teams say, say a lot that. of things. And, you know, they <laughs> they beat to a different drum, right? As long yeah. as they're owned by who owns them, you never know what they're going to do. The smart thing would be to get yeah. something for him. But yeah, so what do you think? What would you give up if you're just looking for a wide receiver? Yeah. What's, his, what's his value? So I think the trade deadline coming up, which is in what 14 days, 15 days, 18 days. Sorry, it's in 18 days. Um, I think it's going to be pretty heavy. I think we're going to see a lot of trades. Um, I think. With him, third round pick, just because of the injury. If he weren't hurt, like if he had played this year, I think you could get. A, I think you could talk second round pick. I think it would be valued there because of the name, because of what he's done. He's a heck of a player. The injury part is going to hurt them because you're just not going to give up that much value. He's in the last year of his contract. He's a free agent, so that's another. You're not on the hook for money. Yep, down the road. Yeah, I don't know if you get a second. For, uh, because of uh, you know all yeah. the factors that you just named, but yeah. as a rental for a contender, the Patriots would would I mean, love him. Right? I mean, now. think oh, about they that. Absolutely, I mean, the, yep. you know they you would. immediately of think course. about them. This they, yep. they they've got to have the radar up going. Hmm. Oh well, yeah. look if Tyreek Hill continues to get hurt, the Chiefs will be a yeah. player for him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, teams that are that are in that mode of we're good enough now. We we're yep. one piece away or something happens. Yep. Philadelphia, by the way, is always looking to trade. They're always in the market. Yeah, that's why I I don't think that this Jalen Ramsey thing is over yet. I know Shad Khan likes him, you know, and wants him to be. By the way, he was practicing today. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he's got to come back at some point. Like you you know, you you have to come back. I don't think this thing is over yet. Green Bay, Devontae Adams continues to be hurt. Is that a guy they go for? Now think about that. You, You guys have just named several good teams that you would think would be interested, and maybe you have them bidding against each other. So what sense does it make that the Bengals wouldn't trade him? Why in the world Agreed. Right. would you I, not I totally trade him? And especially for a guy who, like you said, if he's last year of his deal, he might not come back and sign exactly. anyway. Exactly. Like, he's 31. Yeah. A.J. Green's not changing the fortunes of the Bengals. No. no. They're, like, they're bad. They, no. Right. They got a long ways no, to go to get he, back. He could definitely, even with everything we just talked about, he could add something to one of these teams that, you know, is in the thick of it. Now yeah. he's not. No, I'm saying to Willie's point, there's no reason. Right, even right, though right. the Bengals say that, there's no reason for them to hold on to him. I don't None. know if he's the difference in a Super Bowl or not, but yeah. I mean, if Green Bay added him, that's going to help Green Bay, especially with the way they're playing right now. They, and I was going to ask you about them. Yeah, with Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers, I thought that was going to be a disaster, and yeah. they're sitting at four and one. They're very good. And I'll say this, the scary part is, you know, it, losing Devontae, that hurts. But they're finally putting together four quarters of offense. Their first three, four games were they'd score 20, 24 points in the first half and then score nothing. 
And this team was really driven by the defense. So you got to give credit to Mike Pettin. I think he's going to be a head coach candidate for what he's done. And the team has drafted well. They spent well in free agency. It's a really good defense. Uh, but now they're putting up points, you know, in the first and second half. And you're right. If they can get Devontae back or make a move on a receiver like that, I mean, Green Bay is legit. Like, they are playing good football. And I, it, it all signs point to Rodgers and LaFleur are, are on the same page. You know, and there's going to be times where, you know, not even a dust up. You might disagree about something. Right. But I think that they both have they both have the, the same goals in mind. and They know how to get there. And they're both going on the same road to do it. So that team's legit. It's going to be tough for that division. Uh, Chicago's still going to be pretty good. But that team's legit. Yeah, and look, the, the the NFC North is one of many divisions that there there's a log jam behind the Packers, and you can't really figure out. <laughs> I know who's legit. It's crazy who's to think not. that the Vikings might be the worst team in that division. Like, oh, like they're a good football one team. One. Yeah, Detroit they, looks good. too. They should be four and zero. Detroit should be undefeated right now. You know. Uh, so a conversation that Willie and I had this week um, because I was reading an ESPN article about Teddy Bridgewater and yeah. you know where he's going to land. Does he stay with the Saints? Does Drew Brees retire after this year? What does that look like? And a lot of their experts said the Titans would probably be the best fit for him. Yeah. And my question to you is, is Teddy Bridgewater really an upgrade over what you already have on the roster? I don't think so. Um, I, I, all right, so... Is he an upgrade over Mariota? I don't think so. Is he an upgrade over Ryan Tannehill? I don't think so. I mean, we don't know about Tannehill. We haven't seen him, but I mean, Tannehill and Mariota, like if you just look at stats wise, they're they're pretty similar, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Bridgewater. You know, I think Bridgewater fits that team, and I don't want to take anything away from Teddy. Like I love everything about him. You know, his personality, his his, his comeback, but you know they've won some big games with Drew Brees being out. And over playoff teams too, but I think a lot of that is Sean Payton. Is you know Sean Payton knew how to how to kind of push the Cowboys buttons, you know, and say, hey, I'm going to make you go conservative. I'm going to keep the ball away from you, and we beat you with field goals. Like I think coaching has a lot to do with it. But again, I don't want to take anything away from Teddy um, for sure. But no, I, I don't think he'd be an upgrade. Well, in the roster around him yeah. is is really good. And yeah. I think it's better than this roster, and I think this roster with the Titans is pretty good. But yeah. Yeah, that's a Saints roster that, that yeah. should have been in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, yeah. and so I think that's the – because people that we talk to will say, you know, they love the Titans roster and they think that it's a good enough roster to to take them to the next step. Yeah. It's just the deficiencies are at the quarterback position. Yeah. My thing is, if the roster's so good, shouldn't it lift him up a little bit? You would think so, yeah. I, I think, you know, and here's the hard part. I'm not, I'm not smart enough, you know, to break down all of it in terms of, like, film and, and all 22 and all that, but – there's something off between this play calling offensive line quarterback. And I don't know who's default more, who's getting put, you know, more responsibilities on, but something's off. And if they figure it out, this Titans team can be really good because this defense is elite. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll come back, wrap up the second hour of the program. More with Alan Bell here on ESPN 1025, the game. Alan Bell in studio with us. All right. Let's go through. As we sit here going into most teams' sixth game of the season. Okay? Yep. Tell us if you're buying that they're real or you think they're fake and you don't you don't think this is gonna last. So let's start with the team that just came in here and beat the Titans. Do you believe the Bills are real? Yeah. Do you think do. they're gonna have staying power? I do. Um their defense is legit. Um uh, they've got a quarterback who he's all right. 
Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna score a lot of points, but I think the AFC as a whole is bad enough that Buffalo will have staying power. Like they're not gonna win that division. It's gonna be the Patriots division, obviously. Right. But I don't think I don't think when you look at the end of the season that there's going to be six dominant AFC teams. I think they're in the situation where the Titans would love to be in, where yes. they have an average quarterback, but their defense is good enough that it can carry them. They're a perfect mirror of the Titans, and yeah. and and they they are where they are right now is exactly where the Titans should have been last year and should be right now. Is that you know what? You're probably not as good as a Patriots as a Chiefs. However, you're good enough that. You're going to be better than most of the teams, and if you just take care of the the you know head to head kind of wild card opponents that you would have towards the end of the year, you'll be a shoe in for they've the playoffs. Already, they've already played the Patriots once; that's their only loss. I know. I, and so I, I think the Bills will be there at the end because so you think they could be a wild card team. Yeah, I mean, look at them; like their defense is good. They they can make games ugly, play how they wanted to. And all they have to do now is just kind of keep your head above water. And when you have teams like you know, uh, the Titans, Browns, teams that you could be in a battle for, you know, the Colts or somebody uh, for a wild card spot. If you just, you know, kind of win more than you lose in those games, you'll you'll get in. Uh, Buffalo has done nothing but a whole lot of losing since the Music City Miracle. Yeah. That was in 1999, well, 2000, January of 2000. Yeah. I feel like nobody talks about McDermott. No, and he's already taken to the playoffs already once. I know, and now you're talking about possibly and, and change a playoff team again. Yes, yeah, got rid why, of Tyrod Taylor. Like, why, why gutted that team? No one talk about Sean McDermott. Uh, you know, I think Buffalo is one of those teams to where it's you know it's the only Northeast team that's a small market, right? Like you kind of get you know you kind of get put behind the New Yorks and the New Englands and and Philly and you know people forget about you up there and they don't score a lot of points so you don't see a lot of highlights yeah. but they win games man that defense is legit are the packers for real that was an impressive win in Dallas yeah it was yeah i think they are um they're going to need help at the skill position what we've talked about for sure especially with Devontae out but they've already got a head to head over Chicago they've already got a head to head over uh who Minnesota I think um, they're, yes. they're legit. That man. was the Thursday night game. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So I think something yeah. like that. They're uh, that's a legit team, like, and they're just starting too. They've okay. uh, they've got a lot of good things. In place. That division is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's wide open. Yeah, like it they're is. all the same. They're all basically three and two, except for the Packers at four and one. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know how many people thought. Okay, are the Saints? Is this for real? Yeah. Without Drew Brees? Absolutely. And here's the crazy part. It's because of what they're doing without Drew Brees. So Brees goes out. What do they do? They go to Seattle. They win. That's an that's an NFC playoff team. They come home against Dallas. They win. That's an NFC playoff team. Who did they beat last week? The Bucks. Right? That's a division team. So what they're doing is they're handling business. Is They're taking care of the division. They're taking care of wins. And they're taking care of teams that what we just talked about with Buffalo would be teams that they would be in a race in. The fact that they haven't lost a game with Drew Brees out Isn't is amazing. It, yeah, and you've done it against two NFC teams that are going to be in the playoffs. And the NFC is much better. It's much larger in terms of better teams. More than the real, yes, yeah, I totally agree. So, like I think the the wild card or the playoff picture is very murky yeah. right now, trying to predict. Who in the world is going to grab those spots in the NFC? Because it mm -hmm. is there's a lot of teams in contention. Okay. Yeah. With that being said, 
Carolina was over with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Over two. Yeah. Here comes undrafted Kyle Allen. <laughs> yeah. And they're undefeated. I know. So are they real? Uh, no, I'm going to say no. Um, and, and I like what Kyle Allen's doing. He's four and zero in Panther starts. Yes, and with in their last 13 games, they're four and zero with Kyle Allen, and they're zero and nine. That makes no with sense. Heineke and uh, and Cam Newton. Uh, I'll say this: the only reason I'm saying no is one, the Saints we just talked about in their division. Saints are going to be almost impossible to take out, and two. He, man, like Kyle Allen's playing well, but this is a lot of Christian McCaffrey, and we're already seeing him this week where he's missing practices, and not because he's hurt, but you know he needs time to rest. However, dude, you can't you, you, you can't gash like you, you're good. You're gonna run out of gas in that car. Well, he's he's on pace to be the all time purpose yards. Yeah, like I mean, and he's incredible. Which is currently held by Chris Johnson. Yeah, for receiving and rushing yards in a season. Yeah, but he's on pace to. To blow by that, yeah, I, which I, I think most believe he'll never be able to keep this pace. No, right? It's kind. Of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll never say never because the guy's incredible, but you don't want to be banking on that. So I'm going to say no, even though I love what they're doing. It's, it's awesome to watch. Okay, Willie brought up the 49ers. Are they? they yeah, will, they will be there all the way to the end. They're legit. Now the hard part for them is that you've got three playoff teams in in their division. That's where I'm them, going. Seattle, them, Seattle, and Los Angeles. So. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about Seattle, too. So, yeah. Seattle real? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you have Russell Wilson and you have a run MVP. game. MVP. MVP. <laughs> he is having a, a legit perfect season. He I mean, this is the greatest season start that he's ever had. He's career best all the way down the line. I think he's got, what, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's legitimately a perfect start. And they run the ball. They've got a coach who wants to run the ball and is doing exactly what Los Angeles wants to do, is run the ball. You look and see what, what Sean McVay has drafted and the running back stable that he has. He wants to have three or four running backs, and he doesn't have that right now. The Seahawks do. Like, Chris Carson loves running against uh, you know teams in division. So, yeah, long story short, yeah. 49ers for real, Seahawks are for okay, real. Okay, so New Orleans, yeah, Carolina. I mean, okay, so you didn't think that you're not buying. Okay, so New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, Rams. Yep. The entire North right now is wide open, yeah, right? Yeah. They all could hover there. Dallas, Philadelphia. Okay, well, not all those teams can get in the playoffs. <laughs> no, they're not. So, so it makes it so fun. Yeah, who's, yeah. who Who? right now would you put as the contenders for oh, don't make the wild card that. teams? <laughs> no, we got grouping. No, we can do it. All right, so you're going to have – can I draw on this? Yeah. You're going to have the Saints are going to be your one so seed. So they're going to they're be the South winner. Yeah, they're going to okay. be your one seed. Two – Excuse me, I'm going to give you the Rams. I think they'll be there. You think the Rams are going to win that division? Yeah, I'm, okay. going, to, I'm going to give it to them. Um, but you're putting two Rams. I'm going to put five and six. Your two wild cards are going to be 49ers and Seahawks. So two out of that division. Three out of that division. Three. Yeah. Okay, right. Yep. The winner and then the two wild cards. Yeah. So then three and four are going to be you know Cowboy. Whoever wins the so NFC who East. wins the East? Uh, Cal- I'll put the Cowboys. Okay. I'm going to put them at four. And who wins the North? Bears. I'm going to put them at three. Really? You have the Bears coming out. Yeah, I think that they've got a better schedule towards the end of the year. However, I worry about that offense, and I worry about Mitch Trubisky. I don't trust him. I mean, even you know before he got hurt, they were only averaging. They they were fifth worst in the NFL in terms of points per Aren't game. Aren't the Bears and Bills the same team? Uh, I don't know. That Bears defense is real. 
Like well, the Bills yeah. is too, but that Bears defense can score. Like but they can. Wh- whose offense would you rather have? I think that's the, uh, that's, think that's the question. Right. They both right. are. It's all about defense. I'd, ra- I'd rather have the same type of quarterback. I'd rather, I'd rather have the Bears coaches with Matt Nagy and Mark Helfrich, and I'd rather have the Bears offense. I'd Who rather would you rather have, have, Allen or Trubisky? Uh, I will deal with Trubisky if I get Nagy, Cordrell Patterson, Tariq Cohen. And I get their skill players. I think their skill players are better. Hmm. Alex probably a better quarterback, but I think when you add it all up, I think I'd rather have the Bears. Hmm. And the Bills, they they had some serious issues. I don't know. I don't know long term how they fix them, but their offensive line was a mess. Yeah, they were fortunate to get what they got against the Titans. I thought. Yeah. So the and they're dependent on. I think I would rather have the Bears personnel on offense. So you don't have. So you have Green Bay in the playoffs. Out. You have Green Bay out of the playoffs. You have the Eagles out of the playoffs. Yep. Detroit, Minnesota, out of the playoffs. Out. And let me say this: Packers. Like I'm not going against what we were just saying. The the Packers are for real. That's how tough this NFC this NFC is going to be. Wow. Now here's the thing: the NFC is five times better, and I, I don't make that number. They're five times better than what the AFC is. However. The Patriots and Chiefs are better than all of these teams. So whoever gets the, to the Super Bowl out of New England or Kansas City is going to be favored against these teams. But you just have, you know, 10 good playoff teams in the NFC to where, you know, 5 and 6 in the AFC is going to be a Bills, you know, maybe a Titans, which nothing against them, but you just know going in, you're not taking out New England and New England. You're not taking out Kansas City. Who wins Titans Broncos? Hmm. I think whoever. Yeah, it's a tough one. I tell you what. I've like I was saying. I've gone through the tail of the tape. I think these two teams are pretty even. I think whoever wins the turnover battle wins this game. I think it's going to come down to that. Who, whichever team can force the turnovers, and whichever team doesn't lose and drop points. Pretty much how the Titans did against the Bills with the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Titans. I think they're a much better team on the road than they are at home, and I think uh, they're hearing some noise. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. You're officially off the hot seat. There we go. Alan, good stuff. Good to see you as always. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you guys. Alan Bell, his work can be found at CBS Sports Line. He does a tremendous job. And follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Put out your Twitter handle. It's a great follow. At Alan Bell 247. It's that simple. At Alan Bell 247. Good to see him. We come back with You Just Made the List to kick off the third hour. That's next.